Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It is Thursday, September 28th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. We start off with a tip of the cap to the Tampa Bay Rays, who several days after clinching a playoff berth, finally celebrated on Wednesday night. They won up in Boston. They didn't clinch anything on that particular night, but because they had an off day on Thursday, they said, you know what? This team, based on all the adversity it's been through this season, deserves to have a celebration. Let's roll. Let's do it. What'd you think? I love it. You know, this is a very strategic thing for them. And then, you know, Michael Kadair told me, you have to celebrate when you get a chance to celebrate because you never know when it's going to be your last chance. So mm. I'm glad that they decided to do this. And I think it was smart for them to wait until they had the, you know, the day off afterwards, get everyone all rehydrated because you know, there's going to be a little bit of dehydration after that celebration. So I, I love it, man. There's nothing better. There's nothing better in sports than spraying your friends with champagne and beer. There's just nothing better. Uh, I thought it was cool. I am curious why they didn't do it on the day that they actually made it. I don't know if it was because I've kind of lost track because they lost or they were traveling or or something. I think a so lot of times, I think a lot of times they want to wait. If they, they don't wrap the division up, they know they're going to be in the playoffs. So it's like, right. oh, should we do this? Should we do that? And I think now, I mean, that division oh, you're right. ain't you're looking right. close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like the Brewers didn't celebrate until yeah. they won the division yeah okay i get it all right so good for the good for the race they still have a, a mathematical shot at winning the east it's just probably not going to happen uh okay start with the craziness that unfolded in seattle on wednesday night uh houston now one and a half up on seattle for that last wild card but let's get to the sixth inning of a one-run game hector Neris strikes out julio rodriguez and after the pitch instead of going to his dugout for the third out he charged toward Rodriguez, started yelling a bunch of stuff in his direction, and then retreated. In fact, Jose Bray was like, bro, let's, let's get out of here. The benches did empty. Neris eventually came back out of the dugout. It looked like he was being a little apologetic. Things kind of took a, a weird turn after the game <clears throat> because A. Eugenio Suarez of the Mariners told the Seattle Times that Neris used a derogatory slur in the direction of J-Rod. Now, obviously, there's no confirmation. There's been a lot of people doing lip reading. We don't know exactly, but apparently there will be a Major League Baseball investigation. Uh, let's get back to the initial move by Neris. Because we've seen so much bat flipping and celebration, is it inevitable that this was going to happen at some point in baseball? As far as the celebrations go, I've, I've decided that I'm okay with it because I think it is better for the game as long as you're just doing it naturally and, you know, it's not, you know, at the expense of the other person. Like, you can celebrate with your team or you can kind of do your own thing, but once you start going at people, it's when you kind of lose me. I mean, you are. I already had to get one over to that side of, like, the celebration thing, you know, celebrating every single time you do something. This is not okay. It probably will never be okay. And again, like I, I know Hector and, you know, I, I've never had any problems with him. And, you know, I think that he has been a great teammate. Um, This was just, it was silly. And especially if you walk towards someone and you bow the chest, 
and you want to you know, get all huffy and puffy. And then as soon as Julio starts walking towards you and turns around, you go the other way. You know I don't like that. I think you even tweeted that last night. Like, if you're going to come, big boy, you yeah. better keep coming. By the way, it was so, a very popular treat, uh, tweet in the Houston area. Oh, wow. You got Houston on your side? That's oh, yeah. Difficult, no, man. No, I'm kidding. They were. Uh, it's interesting, Ploof, What what is going on. Uh, sports has become a microcosm of our society. It has become very partisan. So um, if you were a Seattle fan last night and that happened, you were like, what the fuck is going on? And if you were Houston, it was like, shut up, bitches. Just sit your ass down <laughs> and take your medicine. You'll never be anything. We win. Everybody hates us. Like, that's where it came. And so yeah. the things I heard a lot from the Houston fans were, number one, it was retaliation for McCormick getting hit the night before. Although if you look at the season series, Seattle players have actually been plunked twice as many times. Yeah, as 10 to 5, players. yeah. I have heard, well, that is for uh, Altuve getting hit and the fans up in Seattle cheering when it happened. I hate that. I think it's bullshit. I I hate it. I think it's terrible. I don't care if it's the worst person in the world that gets hit by a pitch. That shit's not cool. It's not okay to to cheer when somebody else gets hurt. I don't. I'm not into that. Then the other thing I heard is, well, this is Neris remembering that Julio took him deep and pranced around the bases. Well, this was right after Neris threw behind Ty France in a one-run game. It was a two-run homer in the ninth inning that extended Seattle's lead. And even though we don't have a full ISO camera on J-Rod running around the bases, it doesn't appear there's any time where he's staring down Neris or staring down the Astros. Is it possible he looked in the Houston dugout on his way to first base? It's possible. It's very possible. I don't know. But for that to carry over that long, when you had other opportunities, just seemed a little strange to me. And so I I think this is the, a little bit of the Houston shit. Everybody hates us anyway, so let's just go for it. I think that's the way the players feel. I think that's the way their management feels. And I think that's the way their fan base feels. Definitely their fan base. I, I mean, I know they deal with things on the road, specifically, you know, Altuve, he gets it. And, oh, and yeah. probably Bregman. You know they they get it more than anybody on that team, but this it's just silly. I I, I I this is a in some look you can say emotions got the best of him. This is a massive game. I mean, if they massive. lose this game, like you know things are not looking good for their season. If they win this game, things are looking really good for their season. So the emotions are there. So you have to take that into account. But still running towards someone and then scooting away as soon as they turn around, that to me kind of tells the whole story right there. Right. And and I've heard a lot of Astro fans say, well, you were supporting Joe Kelly back when he did it. Well, first of all, I think those are two different situations. Joe Kelly did a stupid little face. Like, mm, nah, nah. I, I don't like think... that either, to be honest. Yeah. Him, so. And I, I honestly don't remember what I said. And some people have said, well, why didn't you push him on your podcast? All I did was take it to another level. I said, if you become teammates with Carlos Correa, how would that work out? That was a new part of the story to me. So next time you have Joe Kelly on your podcast, you can ask him whatever you want, Astros fans. Um, the one thing I won't stand for is derogatory terms. Um, slurs, not into it. It's not part of the game. People say it's just part of the competition. Nope, it's not. Be better than that. Be a better human being. I don't care if it is something that you learned somewhere along the way as you were growing up. Uh, if you're going to play Major League Baseball, you could say, fuck you as much as you want. Go for it. Yell that. There's other things to say other than derogatory terms. You're an adult. Grow up. And if he did say it, 
Once again, these are allegations, so I don't know. I don't know what was said. Uh, that's what Major League Baseball has to do. They deciphered a few years ago that Kevin Pillar said something, and he was punished. And Kevin Pillar, to this day, if you ask him about it, he hates that he did it. Hates that he did it. We'll see where it goes from here. All I can tell you is this. On the field, fired Houston up. They put a three spot on the next inning. They yes. ran from there. And now they have a one-and-a-half game lead with four days to go, and the champs are not sitting pretty but feeling better than they were did 24 you, hours ago. Did you see Jordan Alvarez's homer last oh night? Oh, my God. 16-degree oh oh. launch angle, 116 off the bat. Dude, amazing. He's a, a monster. He is an amazing, amazing player. Miami Marlins split a doubleheader in Queens. Meanwhile, another tough loss for the Cubs in Atlanta. We'll talk about that in a minute. As for the Fish, they are tied with Chicago. Four days to go, but they own the tiebreaker over them for that last wild card. How shocked are you Miami is in this spot with four days left? Like, pretty shocked, Chris, if I'm being honest. I mean, there's... I think they're a good team and like we talk about this all the time. They've made they made the right moves at the deadline. They had the right pieces already there to supplement and you know, I think it's it's worked out well for them. We know about their record in one-run games. I mean, they're 32 and 13 in one-run games. What I found it interesting about this team is they're so streaky. Like hmm. either way, 11 times throughout the year this year, Chris, they've either won four games in a row or lost four, four wow. or more games in a row. 11 Great. times. Great stat. I love that. That's it's crazy to me. So if you even look at their record overall, I mean, in June, they went 19 and eight for a 700 winning percentage. Then they went nine and 15. Then they went 10 and 17. And now they're 14 and eight. So it's like, let's go, guys. Figure out which one you want to be. Do you want to be the the 300 winning percentage team, or do you want to be the 700 winning percentage team right now? They're playing like the 700 winning percentage team and they got themselves in a really good position, especially because of the tiebreaker. So I'm a little shocked, but you know, they've kind of shown the ability to run off some wins in a row. And again, they've shown some ability to run off some losses. And I think their longest losing streak has been eight this year. Um, but right now they're playing good ball. Totally shocked. I remember up at the bar in Seattle during our uh, All-Star Game festivities, our John Boy Media party. I said, Miami ain't making it. The Mi I just don't believe in them enough. I've seen their offense say that. over the years, and I like their pitching. Well, now they haven't had Sandy since September 3rd. They haven't had Yuri Perez. They're going to have him the last without uh, – they're going to go into battle without him the last 10-plus days of the season. So without their two top, top pitchers, they're going to get squat from. And they might end up clinching a playoff berth. I think it's unreal. And now, freaking Arise is limping around with a sprained ankle. They didn't have him for either game on Wednesday. Why have we not talked about Skip Schumacher and the job he's done this year? He's been Shame great. on us. He's been great. I like their whole coaching staff. John Jay told me before the year, he said, we're going to, we're going to get these guys in the right situation. I think we got a better team than everyone's given us credit for. And here we are. They're about to make the postseason. Yeah. But doesn't every coach or manager think that yes. and say it? So yes. what is it? Well, maybe not, every, maybe not everybody. Not I mean, everybody. If you're going to coach for the Rockies this year, you probably weren't saying, Hey, right. man, we're going to surprise some people. So I just don't understand how it all came together. It, it's, you know, they did make some critical pickups. Um, you know, they picked up Josh Bell, He's been fantastic down there. Berger, 
continues to put the ball over the wall. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. 2-2 game last night. Bases loaded, two outs in the top of the seventh. Once again, this is a critical game for Miami, and Berger takes a called strike three, which was A, not a strike. Then he kind of banged his helmet on the ground, and he got tossed. And once again, I tweeted something like, come on, we've got to be better than this. Like, this is, let's understand the situation. Let's have some feel for it. The umpire, um, Ramon DeJesus, was he wrong here? Of course he was wrong. I mean, you just said the word. Some feel. I mean, these are massive games for the Marlins. Massive games. Every single pitch means so much right now. It's essentially playoff-type baseball. And you got – you rung him up on a pitch that was a ball, and you got a guy who, look, wants to do damage, wants to get the job done for his team, and has a little bit of emotion there. Like, doesn't really look at you, kind of gets, kind of gets down, gets his helmet down, and you make it about you. You make it about you for no reason. He knows he messed up there. He know as soon as he pulled that trigger, it was quick, a quick trigger. He knew that he messed up right there. And you can try to see him trying to like explain to Skip here. There's nothing you can explain. You messed up the call, and then you messed up the ejection too. And you took out their one of their biggest offensive threats in a mm-hmm. tie ball game in the, one of the most important games of the year. It's stupid. It was ridiculous. And a lot of people were saying, well, you can't show up the umpire. My point was, this isn't a game in July. We're talking about days left in the season. The umpires know what's going on. They're smart people. They know the standings, too. Right? And they understand. So, you know what he should have done? Jesus should realize, you know what? That was a borderline pitch. He probably went back and watched it after the game. was like, fuck, I missed it. And I cost that guy. You know, I cost him. I could have cost this team an entire game and maybe a playoff spot. He doesn't want to live with that. Most of the umpires I have talked to, and I do not know Ramon, I have to admit, I don't know him. But most of the umpires I talk to live with that shit. When they screw up, they're not like, aha, I got him. They feel terribly about, A, missing the call, and B, then when they miss a call, getting rid of somebody. In a, That's just, that was rough. Wasn't a they good get, look. Why is it that as soon as they throw one guy out, they, they just got to throw like three guys out? You know, well, it's like, well, you know that Skip. Once he came out, Skip was getting tossed. He knew that. Yeah, he knew that. All right. Uh, this Sunday, live in a world of excitement. October first, eleven a.m. The combination of the Blitzball Blitz Road to Billy's. It is a live in-person Warehouse Games production. It'll feature a play-in game that starts at eleven thirty a.m., followed by a pair of semifinal games and the championship game. And remember, all ages are welcome. Early access tickets, 100 bucks. It includes access into Billy's an hour early at 10 a.m. You get a Blitzball Blitz t-shirt, an event badge, a lanyard, as well as the opportunity to be a part of exclusive JM Baseball trivia content and be entered in a raffle to participate in pregame warm-ups with the players. If you haven't played Blitzball before, it is awesome. Trying to throw that thing ain't easy. Trying to hit it is a lot harder. Need to hurry, though. There's only 50 early access tickets available. Good news is there's also general admission tickets for $30. That'll get you into Billy's at 11 a.m. to enjoy all of the Blitzball content. You've loved it. You've loved watching all the games online. Now be a part of the action. Head on over to shop.johnboymedia.com or visit the link in the description to buy your tickets today. Check out the crew at Billy's this Sunday, October 1st. All right, we mentioned the Cubs. They lost yet another 
heartbreaker in Atlanta. What is going on? They took the lead in the ninth, only to see Marcelo Zuna tie it up with a homer. The Cubs then reclaimed the lead in the 10th. Acuna then tied it with a knock, and then he became the inaugural member of the 4070 club with his 70th, 70th swipe of the season. The game was actually delayed a bit to honor Acuna, and the Chicago broadcast wasn't exactly what we call patient with the process. <laughs> Can we get the base after the game? To, I mean, this is this is pretty absurd. I mean, it, it's just a hell of an accomplishment. Totally, but you <laughs> but, can't stop the game yeah, yeah, a yeah, highlight yeah. montage. <laughs> Were the TV dudes onto something here? I was watching this live. I was I was listening to the broadcast as they were saying this. And I was like, man, I kind of see both sides here. If you're Atlanta and you're at home and your dude goes 40, 70, Hey, we already clinched this. This game doesn't mean anything to us. Let's, let's do what we do here. You know, let's celebrate this because it is an insane accomplishment. 40 homers, 70 swipes has never been done before. So like you can celebrate it if you're the Braves now on the Cubs side. I totally understand. You coughed up the lead the night before. You coughed up this lead. In fact, I want to go back to a play in this game after I get done with this. But I get where the Cubs are coming from, too. Because, I don't know, this was a two-minute, three-minute delay or whatever it was. And then the next pitch or two pitches later, the game is over. So, like, it does affect the game. You have a pitcher out there that's warm and all of a sudden doesn't get to throw. Maybe he should have thrown some warmer pitches. I don't know if he could have or not. So I do understand it from both sides. I will I will lean I will lean Chris on the brave side here because guess what? Just go win a bunch of games so you're not pressing at the end of the year. The Braves clinched 2 weeks ago. So right. what do they care? But I want to um, go back real quick. Yeah. Nico Horner, been one of the better defenders in baseball this year. Boots a ball that could have been a double play ball, but Drew Smiley gets him out of it. Are we talking about that the same way we're talking about Seiya Suzuki? Because it's the exact same thing. You're trying to still uh, die on that hill, aren't you? Good for Drew Smiley picking up his boy, though. That was impressive. Uh, so, Boog Shambi and Jim Deshays do an excellent broadcast for the Cubs. They are wonderful. Boog is one of my dear friends. I love that guy. I understand their frustration, right? It's like, Jesus, this is going to be the second straight night that we blow this thing. And it's really crunch time here for us. So I understand. I totally get it. So I, I'm not going to sit here and pound on those guys because they did say this. And let's remember, they are talking to a Chicago audience. Okay. We have access to it because we all have the package and we can watch every broadcast as long as we don't get blacked out. Right. So we, we have the ability to watch it as though we're just national fans. They are speaking to the Cubs audience, and the Cubs audience at home is probably saying and thinking exactly the same thing that Boog and JD are thinking. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Can we please try and get out of this so we can get to the 11th inning and try to win a damn game? Now, that's part of it. It's frustration. Maybe they saw the inevitable that Ozzy was going to get a knock and they were going to get walked off. I don't know what it was. But once again, if you're Atlanta, I don't know. My guess is Atlanta, uh, the marketing team went over this before the game. Hey yeah, guys, they had planned to do this all along, 100%. Whether it was the first inning, the fourth inning, or the tenth inning. We are stopping the game. We know he's going to grab the base. We're going to run a video montage. Now, 
they didn't know it was going to be 5-5 in the 10th, <laughs> right? So that's a tough one. That's tough. It one, is. I mean, gonna... it's it's bad timing, but like that's again, like the, you know, the what's the common phrase? If you don't like it, play better. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with Atlanta doing. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh my god, Braves, what were you doing?" No, not at all. But, it just was ended up being terrible timing. And if you're a Braves fan, put yourselves in the Cubs shoes, yeah. Cubs fans shoes and you'll be like, "Okay, I get right. it." It was it was just unfortunate timing for it, but I thought it was hilarious because I mean, dude, the most crucial part of the game and the Cubs are reeling right now and we had a video montage. Um I will say this. You brought up a great point. Put yourself in the other fans' shoes. I think that this is, well, it's really a the pr- bigger problem with society. If I'm going to go too far off on this tangent, why don't we just go here? People's reluctance to see things through another person's lens is really, in my opinion, what has cost this country in the last several years. Really, it could be as menial as sports where, the Cubs are trying to make it and the Braves are trying to celebrate an accomplishment we've never seen before or something much larger in society. Damn, I wish we would all just take a step back for a second and realize there's a lot more in this world than just you and your happiness and how you see the world. People get mad at me all the time because, like, oh, yeah, pick a side. I'm like, well, sometimes I can see both sides, bro, and I you just want to, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I don't always have to have a definitive opinion on something. If I don't know enough, I can see both sides and then make and then make my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I get pissed at you for that. You do get pissed at me for that. I bit. do, but not every time. Not every time. Sometimes I do. Uh, big night for a pair of New York's most highly paid players. Garrett Cole put the finishing touches on what should be his first Cy Young Award. Shut out north of the border. Meanwhile, Francisco Lindor, what a double header for him. Homer in game one, two more in game two, giving him a 30-30 season with the New York Mets. Both these teams are going to miss the postseason party. The big question is, can you ever live up to a $300 million contract in New York City without winning at all? I I think so. I think Garrett Cole is is doing it right now. I mean, he is king there he is their baby i mean every there's not one yankee fan that says anything bad about garrett cole unless g-man Choi's up or something like that like or devers ah. they love this guy and he has been you know the true definition of an ace and a consummate professional and really been a great face of the franchise for the new york yankees so can you ever really live up to 300 m's yeah you can because you you can only control what your job is and he's done an excellent job doing that same thing with Lindor this season 30 30 I know we just talked about 40 70 30 30 is the gold standard in baseball if you can be 30 30 you are elite of the elite so you need we need to remember how difficult that is just because Acuna is going crazy let's not diminish what 30 30 means to the game and to Francisco Lindor so I think I think you can live up to it because as we've seen Chris throughout baseball one player even two players can't make up for a flawed roster so and you know it's not Garrett Cole's job to put a team together it's not Francisco Lindor's job to put a team together they can just only go do their job and do it well and if they do that then yes you live up to the contract don't you think the conversation Though in 15 years, if neither of them win the title, will be, man, Garrett Cole was really good, but. And but if so, what? is that fair? 
it's not fair because if this guy goes out and puts up 30, 35 starts a year and it has a sub three or a low three every single year, he's doing everything he can, literally everything he can, because all starting pitchers can do is pitch once every five days. That's it. Oh boy. This is uh what do you think? I'm curious. You don't think so? I do. I do, but I, I'm not one of those guys that says just because you sign a 200 or $300 million contract that you have to win a ring to justify who you are. I think Bryce Harper has justified exactly who he is in Philadelphia. I think he has meant a ton to that franchise. A ton. Yeah. I think he's been worth every penny, even in times when he's not on the field. I just think he has changed the feeling around that organization and their bravado and what they're about. And, you know, people, I, I saw people... um my buddy Ahmed Farid, who works for NBC Sports, really good guy, excellent broadcaster. He worked out in San Francisco for a while, and he's still kind of a quasi-Giants fan. And he's he's getting on Twitter and saying, you know, the Giants are getting a big plate full of shit because they haven't been able to sign a mega star. And he goes, you know who has mega stars? The Yankees and the Mets and the Padres. And none of them are going to October, just like the Giants aren't going to October. So what's the big deal here? And I understand what he's saying. Um, I like it when team gets stars. I like it when they spend big money. And I can't blame the player. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, they didn't want to fuck. This is not the NBA, where if you get one other good player, you're locked into at least the second round. That's just not how it rolls, man. This is not the sport it's about. So... These guys have all been really good. Cole in four seasons, an ERA plus of 135. He's had over, I think, 811 strikeouts and 655 innings. The playoffs, he's had some great performances and a couple of ones that aren't great. Lindor, OPS plus is almost identical to his time in Cleveland. Playoffs, that's where the problem is. He's played three games, three playoff games in three years. Yeah, I mean, if as long here's the thing, like if you sign this deal and you're not healthy for it or you don't perform, then yeah, obviously you don't live up to it. But if you oh. are healthy and you perform up to your standards, that's all you can do. The only thing you can do. By the way, is anybody really worth three hundred forty million dollars? Of course not. Yes. No. Yes. Well, yes, in from the standpoint of you're worth what somebody yeah. will pay you. So I, I agree with that part of it. But at the same time, like I don't know how we can t put Francisco Lindor definitely worth 340 million. I, they, I, I don't know. You know who knows the people that pay him $300 million. They have all sorts of calculations, all sorts of things. They look at what can we, is it going to be beneficial to our franchise? And if it is, they do it. If it's, if it's not going to be beneficial, they don't do it. So that's so how you know always, what they're worth. I forget what the dollar value is per war. You, it changes it like crazy. I think it's like almost like ten million per war, or like eight million per war, or something like that. Well, he's a, he's a above five this year, Lindor. So there you go. Okay, I should have. I finally I'm underpaid. <laughs> What's your John Boy war? I don't know. My oh, it's my John Boy war. Not it's fucking bad. Bad. What do you I'm mean? Just, we I'm, could just I'm replace kidding. you with anybody. No, not at all. Obvious, That's not, I don't like not. that. I don't like the way you talk. This one is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team right now is playing to finish the season strong. We have the wild card, all sorts of stuff going on. They're all vying for the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score 
$200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings same game parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. I love doing those. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BASEBALL today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash baseball for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I'll see you out there. As we say goodbye to uh, the YouTube and uh, podcast side of things, we also say goodbye to Terry Francona as Cleveland's manager this coming week. He had his final home game on Wednesday. It was a win over the Cincinnati Reds. Many of the fans were out there adorning thanks Tito t-shirts. Took an amazing curtain call at the conclusion of this. He was so uncomfortable with the pregame video tribute. Um, And then afterward, he hated hanging out there. It's just, it's not his thing if you know Tito at all. I just loved it. I just want to say as a Cleveland fan, it's the reason I'm wearing a Cleveland lid. Thank you. Like we get, we as Clevelanders, um, I always explain ourselves as 90% scar tissue as Cleveland sports fans. We've been hurt. We always look around the next corner to see which bus is going to hit us. And we feel unwanted because very few people pick us, whether it's players or managers. And he picked us and he picked us to be the manager of our team when we weren't going so great. And he stayed because he loved the city and he loved the organization. That made us feel good. We've been the butt of a lot of jokes in Cleveland sports and the city in general. And just to have somebody who said, you guys are great. And I love being here and I'm going to miss you. Shit. It made me feel good. He's, he's amazing. I have nothing bad to say about uh, Tito every single time that I lined up to play against him. I'd tip my cap to him just because I had the respect for him. Mm. You know, I talked to all the players on his team, obviously, very close with a lot of them being in the AL Central with the Twins. And they, I mean, it was universal. Like, we got Tito. That makes us a better team. And, you know, for all the talk about clubhouse chemistry and and all those things that, you know, a manager kind of has to oversee or at least, you know, assign leaders and do all these things, he was a master at that. Mm-hmm. A master at it. Got his guys ready to play. Was steady. Knew when he needed to get mad at guys. Knew when he did, needed the pat on the butt. Like he just understands people, uh, and yeah. that's what I think makes good managers, great managers like Tito is. If you understand your club and understand how to treat people, um, you're going to go a long way. Tito, Hall of Famer, everything. He's the best. The thing I've heard more than anything is that he gets you to believe in you, and you might think that that's well. You made it to the major leagues, dude. Like, don't you believe in yourself? 
Luke, you can tell us, man. There are days where you're like, holy shit, I don't know if I'll ever get a hit again. And sometimes managers are looking for the next guy to replace you quickly. Like, they've got a job to do, too. They want to keep getting paid, too. He is a guy who, almost to a fault, will stick with people. And he's like, "I'm listen, dude, don't worry about it. Your name's in that lineup every day. I don't care. You're going to be here. Pretty damn good. Yeah, there are days where you exactly feel like you never played before. And if managers actually knew, and some of them do know this is why they do it, if they knew how much it meant to a player, if they just came up to him and say, hey, man, you're going you're gonna to rate today. You look great. That's it. Something like that. Just get your spirits back up. Um, I think a lot more guys would do it. Uh, Tito definitely understood that. All right, Tito. Awesome. Enjoy your weekend in Detroit. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.